so glad you're with us today. I'm, we're watching the comments over here, right? I see you, Pastor Lindsay. I see you, Anissa. Anissa, I love your small group name, right? Thursdays, it's all under control, small group. And so make sure you are in a small group if you're not already. And, and let me hear you. The only, the only requirement is you can breathe, all right? And so we want to make sure you're in a small group. Do not do life alone. And so I'm excited, but real quick, if you're brand new with us, go ahead and text me at 702-727-8280. Man, we are so glad you're with us today. And also, you can be anonymous. That is fine with us. But also, Avenue Church, real quick, they're going to comment. If you're new with us today, and I want you to hit, I am new, you can hit like on that thing and just let us know you're with us because we believe that we are better together we shouldn't do life alone and we certainly shouldn't we certainly i'm trying to speak english real quick but we certainly shouldn't do online alone it is called social media for a reason it's not personal media but social media and also we have growth track happening today step two with rebecca she's right here she's ready and so we got growth track step two and let me tell you growth track step two it's my favorite one that we do because it's all about discovering your gifts that god has designed us on purpose for purpose but for a unique purpose and so he's placed some gifts on the inside of you so if you jump in on the zoom uh, call today right after the after party we want to make sure that you can discover your gifts so you can live life to the full also i want you to know we are in the middle of a collection of talks entitled enter wild we spent two weeks uh, in, in entering rest, begin to lower the volume of just the world in our lives so we can hear God's voice. Then last week we started enter war, which was spiritual warfare. We made fun of it, but it's very real. It's a very churchy word, but I've been praying for you this week. My prayer is that you've been warring and to get, get God has been sending some freedom in your life, some breakthrough in your life, that God has been speaking to you as a person, as an individual, as his child. And so that's my prayer for you today. We're looking at comments real quick. Abby's on here. It's such a great series, Alita, Abundant Living. And so I'm excited to jump into part two of enter war. So real quick in the comments right now, I want you to say enter war. Just pop it in the comments real quick. Enter war. We got our studio audience already. They're fired up. They're ready. But we are entering war today. And uh, man, if you got your Bibles out, get your Bibles out real quick. If you're at home, pop it, dust off that paperback, all right? Because I know you're using your digital device. But I want you to do is I want you to get your Bibles open to John 10, 10. John 10, 10. Many of us, we know this verse. Avenue Church, we, 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 we went through this verse uh, during the Distracted series. But John 10.10, I love the Passion Translation. And I think this is great for today's message. Uh, John 10.10 says this in the Passion Translation. It says, the thief only has one thing in mind. The enemy only has one thing in mind, all right? He's not talking about, he's not thinking about food. Come on, somebody. Or funnel cake. Come on, somebody, right? He is thinking about only one thing he wants to steal from your life. He wants to steal. He wants to, I love this word, slaughter. Slaughter means he's not holding him back. Slaughter means he's not going, are you busy? You know, slaughtering means he is, he is pulling out the guns so that he can destroy us. He wants to steal slaughter, and he wants to destroy your life. And then there's the good news, right? This isn't plan A for us, but we're at plan B, and this is what it is. It said, but I have come to give you everything 
in abundance. To give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. Come on, this is a great word for us today, right? God has given us more than we can expect. I'm here to tell you, if you're like, I don't know about church, maybe you got church hurt, which I hate that word, but it's real. But maybe you say, you know what, I don't know if I can trust God. When you give him your life, he's going to give you way more than you expect. He's going to give you so much more. And that's what I love about 2020. 2020 is nasty. 2020 is atrocious. 2020 is unthinkable. But we are still having, I'm still receiving more than I expect because my God is good. My God is great. And so it says life in its fullest, into in life in its fullness, and you know I love this word real quick, life in its fullness until you overflow. Until you overflow. And so I love this picture because God's going to make you full. There's things that there's no relationship. Mm-hmm. There's no boyfriend, no girlfriend, no spouse. I'm sorry, Pastor Lindsay, you know, like there's no thing, no career, no job that can make you spiritually full except Jesus Christ. But listen to me. He's going to make you full until you overflow. All right, he's not, he's not like that waiter that's like, here's a little bit of water, you know what I mean? He, he's, like, he's that waiter who just sits there and pours it over, and it's going over your cup, over your table, over the restaurant. That's the kind of God that we serve. So I love this passage of Scripture. Let's pray today. Let's get into the Word. Father, I thank you for this Word. God, I pray you begin to set us free like never before. That Father, I pray that years from now, individuals will say, I, I, I got set free watching church online. So, Father, I just pray for this message today. Pray for me today. Pray for our amazing online audience, our studio audience today. The Father, I pray for breakthrough. The Father, I pray you begin to do something extraordinary in our life for your praise and your glory. And everybody, come at it real quick. Amen right here. Selena, I see you on here. Kayla, I see you on here. Rebecca, I see you in the comments as well. But I want you to know we have to fight for this word. We have to enter war. This is not just something that we go, thank you, Jesus, right? I receive it. It's something that we have to fight for. Enter war is all about finding freedom. So we talk about inner rest. Inner rest for the past two weeks is about knowing God. You know, I need to lower the volume in my life so I can begin to know God. For some of us, we know church, and you know church real well, right? God is good all the time, right? You know how to play church, but we don't know God. And so inner rest is going to help us to know God, but inner war is going to help us to find freedom. That I want you to find freedom in your life. That I want to find freedom so that I can discover my purpose, so that I can make an eternal difference. But I want you to know today is going to be a day of freedom for many of us. That we live in a time where it's me against the world. We live in a time where it's like, kind of like I try church, or I try a relationship with Jesus, but I got hurt, or I got let down. Maybe a pastor or a minister uh, let me know. But this is the time where some of us, we say, you know what? I'm going to do me. I'm going to hustle. I, I'm going to be in control. I'm going to do what I can to have my own abundant life. You don't determine whether I have abundant life. He doesn't determine whether I have abundant life. I'm going to do what I can do so I, I can have a life and life to the fullest. But sometimes that means we do it at the expense of others. And when we do it at the expense of others, we're doing it at the expense of our own soul, and we don't even know it. Sometimes we self-medicate, or we withdraw, or we isolate, or we push people away 
because we say, you know what, I never want to get hurt again, so I'm not going to allow anyone the opportunity to hurt me again. That we say, I'm going to find my own life. I'm going to do what I need to do to find happiness, to find peace. And I'm here to tell you, online audience, we're going to fail every single time. We're going to fail every single time because you can only have abundant life through Jesus Christ. That's a good rhyme for us today, right? You cannot have abundant life without Jesus Christ. You cannot have, I'm a good pastor because I rhyme. Come on, somebody. But you cannot have abundant life without Jesus Christ. I want this to resonate in your heart today. What you learned in church today, that I cannot have abundant life without Jesus Christ. I cannot have abundant life without Jesus Christ. Now, I kind of want to address that elephant in the room. Uh, you know, we're going back to in-person on October 25th. And so I don't, I don't know if you have that slide ready real quick. We're going to go back a little bit. But make sure you RSVP. Come on, everybody excited? We're going back. We're doing it, right? And so we're working with our venue. We're making all kinds of different changes. But on October 25th, make sure you RSVP, all right? We're going to have one service. We will add more as needed, but I need you to RSVP. But a lot of times when we go back to church and I wear a short sleeve, many, almost every single Sunday, someone looks at my arm. I don't know if you can see that on the camera, all right? People look at my arm and they're like, Pastor, what happened? What is that? Because it looks so fresh right there. And I always got to make up stuff. I'm like, a cougar. You know what I mean? Like, I was hiking and a lion came out and got me, you know? I was like, hey, lady, I'm married. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know where I got this scar from, but the scar is three years old. And so let me tell you, what happened was my son's birthday, on the, of course, it's on the day of his birthday, and uh, Levi's birthday, and there's a camera that we have, and there's this metal part stuck on the top of the camera. I mean, it's like this. I mean, it's like a hazard, like I'm going to cut a kid taking photos. And so I grab a pliers. I'm trying to get rid of it, and we're setting up the house and all that for his birthday. Long story short, I just, have you ever been so desperate that you get like He-Man strength? You know what I mean? Like you get like Hulk strength, and you're like, no! And I ripped it. I pulled up the camera, and I went like that. And when I looked at the piece that finally came off, I said, oh, that's why it's stuck. There's, there's skin and hair in it, you know? And I realized it's my skin and hair. And there's this whole, like, I mean, it's like a river, right? It's just, I dug the little thing and I went, oh no. And I, I covered it up. I'm in the bathroom and, and I wrap it. Now, granted, I don't want to miss my son's birthday party. I'm looking at my wife real quick. I don't want to miss my son's birthday. And so I wrap it up, but my mother-in-law was there. And Susan, I love you, but she's looking at it going, oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy, right? You got to go to the hospital. I'm like, it's fine. You know, like, I'll just tape it. Like, how many know men use duct tape, all right? Before hospitals, there was duct tape. We used duct tape. And so I wanted to wrap it up, but my mother-in-law said, go to the hospital. So I get on Blue Diamond Road. We live in Mountain's Edge. I'm driving down Blue Diamond. I'm, I'm driving myself, and I got this thing wrapped up with a towel, duct tape, and I go to the first hospital I see. It says ER, emergency room. I pulled in. I parked. I came inside, went to the front desk, and I was like, hey, I accidentally cut myself. I need some help, like stitches or something. Thing. Like, I'm my own doctor. You know what I mean? Like, I web MD this, and I'm pretty sure I need stitches. And the two ladies sitting there, they're, they're in their nurse outfit. They look at each other. I kid you not. They look at me, and they go, and they go, <laughs> they go, we don't do blood here. And I was like, well, I'm deaf. I didn't, I didn't hear you. You know what I mean? Like, I thought you said you don't do blood here. And, and, and I go, I, what? And she goes, we don't do blood here. And they let me walk out of the hospital. 
until I go down the street to a, a legit hospital, apparently, and I got fixed up. But listen to me, Avenue. Many of us, we have wounds that are keeping us from freedom. But here at Avenue Church, we do wounds. Here at Avenue Church, we do freedom. We do it. We're not going to kick you. We're not going to look at each other and go, you ain't a part of our club. No, we do hurt here. We do freedom here in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And I love this. There are three different types of, no, 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 let me back up. We do wounds here, and every single one of us, there's a wound that is keeping us from freedom. And here's what the enemy does to steal, to slaughter, and to destroy your life. It's real simple. We talked about in the Distracted series, but there's a whole new angle that I want to hit today. This is how he hits us, with unforgiveness. With unforgiveness. With unforgiveness. You can be a Christ follower. You can read your Bible every single day. You can pray. You can even fast. Come on, somebody. Some of of y'all fast more than I fast. I fast once a year. I'm good, you know. Some of you do all the right things. but This is what's stopping you from total freedom. There's a great quote by a, uh, a biblical healing and deliverance, and here's what the quote says. Forgiveness is the principal activity and the heart attitude that is needed to pave the way. Now remember, it says pave the way. This is a journey for freedom. Forgiveness paves the way for freedom. Remember, it's an activity. It's an activity that happens See, a lot of times we made agreements with the lies in our life. And those agreements with those lies create bad behavior. And some of those lies are, I don't need to forgive them. They hurt me so bad that I'm going to carry resentment and hatred in my heart. But we, when we discover those agreements and we break them, you say, you know what? I release them from my punishment. Because that's all unforgiveness is. It's saying, you know what? I am punish you. But sometimes they'll even know you're punishing them. Because in their punishment, you're punishing yourself. And so I want you to know that we have to pay the way for freedom. So there's real quick today, there's three types of freedom for us. Number one, we gotta forgive others. We gotta forgive others. We gotta forgive others. We gotta forgive others. I believe this is one of the hardest things to do. This is actually the easiest of the three. But we gotta forgive others. And the moment this slide went up, and I said, you need to forgive others, somebody popped in your head. You just saw a face. You saw a name. Maybe it was a situation. Maybe it was a circumstance. I'm here to tell you, you got to forgive them. you got to forgive them. You know, it's like the old Sunday school illustration. And, uh, you know, I grew up in church. And remember, I knew church, but it wasn't until high school or young adult that I began to know God. And uh, the old... Uh, high school illustration, for example, you know, a, a, you know, a parent was in an argument with their, with their uh, high schooler. The high schooler said, I'm 13. How come I can't go to a PG-13 movie with all my friends? And uh, she said, no, I looked it up. There's nudity. There's swearing in it. It's not good for your spirit, not good for your soul. So you can't go to that movie. So the teenager was all mad at them, went into the living room. And all of a sudden, uh, mom and dad brought a, a, a pan of brownies. They said, here's some brownies for you. And they're like, you're, 
you feel bad for not letting us go to the movie? And so they start eating the brownie, and they say, oh, yeah, brownies I just made. I use all organic material. I use, you know, flour and sugar and all the delicious stuff. And uh, to make, I use eggs, you know. But, there, I mean, there's one ingredient that I use that probably shouldn't belong in there, but I only used a little bit of it. And he's like, what are you talking about? He said, well, what I did was I went to the backyard, and I grabbed a little bit of dog poop, I mean, just a little bit, and I put it into the mix, stirred it up, but get, don't worry, you can't taste it. And they're like, oh my gosh, you know I mean, how many would eat brownies with a little bit of doo-doo in it? But let me tell you, church, that's an old Sunday school illustration right there that I remember forever, and I'll never eat brownies, all right? But here's the illustration. A lot of times, we, we want 100% freedom, but we got 1% of unforgiveness, and it's hindering us. I can't taste it, but I promise you it's going to affect you. But, man, Matthew chapter 18, this is what Peter says. I love P Peter is my favorite Bible character apart from Jesus. And Peter came up to Jesus and says, okay, <laughs> I think some of us do this, all right? Some of us do this in church. We go, okay, Jesus, Jesus, real quick, real quick, Jesus, how many times will my brother sin against me and I forgive him? How many times do I need to forgive somebody? Isn't that a great question in the comments today? I'm going to get the comments real quick, all right? How many times do I got to forgive that person? How many times do I got to forgive my wife, my friend, all that, my enemies? How many times? As many times as seven? Have you ever studied this first? I believe the criteria back then was three. So Peter doubled it plus one. All right, so he was like, not three times, but seven times, Jesus? And then I could stab him? You know what I mean? Like, so I can... Get rid of them in my life. And this is what Jesus says. Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but 77 times. So does that mean I don't have to forgive him after 77 times? Jesus said, no, you forgive him as many times as it takes. Forgive him as many times as you take, as it takes. Because somebody needs to see this today. If forgiveness is an attitude that paves the way to freedom, I want you to put it in this next slide. Forgiveness isn't a feeling. It's a decision. It's not a feeling. It's the, I love our, our studio audience today. Come on, somebody. Yes. But forgiveness isn't a feeling, but it's a decision. And here's what's stopping us from forgiving that person. I don't feel like it. You know some of the best things in your, in your life, you do it because you don't feel like it. But forgiveness is not a feeling. But it's a decision. That today you have a decision to set someone free from your punishment. But here's the thing. It's going to be the most hardest thing in your life. But the hardest thing in your life is going to be the best thing in your life. Because I've decided to be a better man, not a bitter man. And I want you to know you've got to forgive them. And when you forgive them, it's not going to be flowers. It's not going to be roses. Oh, I feel so good. You know, No, it's not going to be that. And for some of us, we need to forgive that person in our heart, and they don't even know what they've done. Now, I always encourage people to pastor. I'm going to pastor you for a second. Uh, can I go to this one right here? I'm going to pastor you just for a second. But a lot of times, you know, if, 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 if they know they did something wrong, then you should go to them and say, hey, I forgive you. Will you forgive me? Will you forgive me? But one of, the wrong, one, of the worst things, one of the worst things to do is to walk up to somebody and say, hey, I've hated you for 10 years. Will you forgive me? And they're like, oh, dear God, what the, what the heck happened? But I want you to know, forgiveness is a decision. It's a choice that you make. So number one, we've got to forgive others. But number two, we, gotta have, we need to receive forgiveness from God. 
Now, many of us, we like this, but I need to take it a step further. Many of us, we, we're like, this is the easiest one, right, Pastor Jeremy? No, no, it isn't. Because the definition of receiving forgiveness from God is that we have a part to play. I love that salvation is a free gift. I love that God is faithful and just. He will always forgive us. God is a good God. But here's the thing that God wants, and I'm going to throw up a word. Maybe if you're brand new with us today and you've never watched Avenue Church online and you're going, I'm waiting for them to make a mistake. You know what I mean? Like, are they weird? Are they a cult? No, we love Jesus Christ. But here's the word that we have to do. We have to repent. We have to repent, and we hate this right here. Repent, right? I remember one time I brought a friend. I said, hey, come to church with me. I was in high school, and they, I brought him to my church. I was like, hey, man, this is a cool church, all right? They're awesome. They're fun. And I brought him to my church, and literally it was a guest speaker, and the guest speaker got up. He started preaching, started sweating, started getting crazy. And then he said, repent for the kingdom of heaven's at hand. And I was like, I'm so sorry. You know what I mean? Like, you want to go get donuts? You know what I mean? Like, let's go get coffee. I was in embarrassed but listen to me repentance simply means to change your mind but also repentance means to change direction i need to change direction so when i receive forgiveness from god let's say this way is my sin i'm going this way in unforgiveness i'm going this way in my sin sin simply i'm living a life that's not abundant but a life that's mundane i'm living i'm living a life that only leads to death it's not life to the full and as you're going in you say god i need you to forgive me but i now repent i'm gonna change direction i'm gonna go the other way here's a great quote on repentance repentance sometimes means paying a price and a lot of this right here, this is kind of a generation we don't like pain. I don't want to pay any price. It doesn't feel good. I'm not going to go to church unless I get the, you know, the, the, the fun feeling. And listen to me, church has to be enjoyed, not endured. Can I get an amen? But listen to me, we have to pay the price, such as removing yourself from situations and setups. The thief comes to steal, to kill and to set us up. But you know what? I'm going re to remove myself from situation setups that can draw me back into sinful behavior and get rid of certain possessions. There's just things that we say, God, for, I, I ask you to forgive me. God, thank you that you're faithful and just to forgive me. But Father, I let go. I'm changing direction. I'm changing a route. You know, I grew up in church, and my life was like, Every time I was in church, I get convicted. And during praise and worship, you know what praise and worship was for some people? Repent, repent time. That was, my, that was my praise and worship. It wasn't like, God, you're awesome. God, you're amazing. There is no God like Jehovah. You know, like, like my, my, my prayer during worship was like, God, forgive me. God, I screwed up again. God, I sinned. God, I said that, looked at that, did that. God, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. And then I'd leave church living like hell again. And then next time I go back to church, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. You know all, all I was doing? All I was doing was medicating the sin in my life. All I was saying is, here's a, here's a Band-Aid. I need to feel good for just an hour. But, y'all, you know, it took me a long time to go from mundane living to coping into abundant living. To say, you know what? I am so sick and tired. I just got back from Sedona, Arizona, and they have roundabouts. And when we first pulled into town, we got lost. The GPS was like, you know, and I was like, where do we go? And we were in a roundabout, and I had no idea where to go. And I was like, where do we go there? And Pastor Lindsay was like, turn, boy, turn. And we're in this roundabout. I was going in circles because I didn't know where to go. 
we've got to stop going in circles because we don't know where to go. Repentance is radical, but it leads to wild. And you know what the thing is? It's only radical because of the culture that we're in today. That's the only reason why it's radical. It's radical because, oh my goodness, how come you're not hanging out anymore? Oh my goodness, how come you're not doing those things anymore? I'm telling you, we're real here in Inner War Part 2 today. It's been a phenomenal series. But man, I hope you're receiving what God has for us. This is what Isaiah chapter 43, verse 25, Jesus says, I, I am he who blots out your transgressions, your sins, your shortcomings, the sins that nobody knows about for my own sake, and I will not remember your sins. I love the New King James Version because this is I memorized this a long time ago because I was, I was coping instead of abundant living, and the New King James Version says, I, I remember your sins no more. You know the moment you say, God, forgive me my sins, he wipes it out. He, he, he doesn't know it. Sometimes we remind him. He's like, you did? You, you, sh- you did? Because God completely wipes it away. I always picture like a chalkboard or a whiteboard of all the things we've done, right? Like Jesus right in the sand for the woman caught in adultery. And it's like all these things that we've done. And the moment we say, Jesus, forgive me, God goes, whoop, wipes the way clean. But here's what he says. He says, for my own sake. I love what Cardinal Whitaker shared in his book, Inner Wild. He said, you know what, God doesn't ask, God doesn't forgive us so we can have relationship with him. God forgives us so he can have relationship with us. And I love that. I love that. But here's our final point today as we close. Number one is we got to forgive others. I mean, you say, Pastor, I'm good at that, right, Pastor? I had a list of all these people's names, right? And I've forgiven them, right? If you have that list, I'm praying for you too, you know? And you're like, I've forgiven everybody in my life. I'm good to go. Maybe number two, you say, Jesus has forgiven me. I know that I am saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. I'm living a life that is abundant. But for some reason, I don't have full freedom. There is 1% in my life I can't put a finger on it. I don't know how to touch it. And it's right here. You need to forgive yourself. You need to forgive yourself. And listen to me. You need to forgive the hidden, suppressed, evil parts of your life that you hate. The secret parts. You're only as sick as your secrets. And you're saying, if anyone knows about this, I'll be embarrassed. I'll leave. I'll, I'll leave the country if anybody knows about my deepest, darkest secret. God wants you to forgive those parts of you. Mark chapter 11, verse 25, it says this. Whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against Anyone, I should highlight this, right? Anyone, so your Father in who is in heaven may forgive you and your trespasses. Hear me out. It says, if you have anything against anyone, listen to me, to forgive anyone means to forgive yourself as well. You need to forgive yourself. And I think this is one of the hardest things to do. I see you on here, Kat, Rebecca. I see you on here, James, Lindsay. But we need to forgive ourselves. We cannot have abundant life without Jesus Christ. We cannot have abundant life without Jesus Christ. And here's the problem. 
we give things power when it's simply just an idea. That there's things in our life the enemy says, man, I'm in, I have you in the perfect spot. That I am lying. I am slaughtering. I am destroying your life. I'm stealing your life because of that secret sin or that embarrassing thing that you deal with that nobody else knows about. And God is saying, I see it. I see it, and that's what I die for. I see it, and I love you. Because God is a God of grace and a God of mercy. That God is asking you to forgive yourself. You know, I love a prayer that's in our book, Enter Wild, that we're going through in our small groups. And there's a prayer that Cardos Whitaker put in there. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child. This prayer is powerful. And it says, Father, because you have forgiven me, I choose to forgive myself and to release myself from judgment, accusations, hatred, slander, mistakes, stupidity, and falling short of the mark. I choose to accept myself as I am because you choose me as I am. I choose to love myself again as you love me. I even expect to like myself again. Holy Spirit, I ask you to work your sanctification in me. Change me into the image of Christ I know I can become in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, amen and amen. Amen and amen. Here's my challenge to you today. As you begin to learn to forgive yourself, sometimes there's areas in our life, whether we cope with, whether we have dependency upon, or maybe it's that area of our life that we always revert back to, or is that shortcoming or that sin. So many times in the, in the local church, we say, put it to death. I need you to kill it. I need you to suppress it. I need you to push it down. But what God is saying is God is saying, I need you to give it to me. Because I'm a God of grace. I'm a God of mercy. Instead of suppressing it, we give it. Instead of pushing it down and trying to kill it ourselves, that's all about having my own abundant living. The Bible says if we cast our cares upon God because he cares for us. And so my prayer is today that there's three things that take place so that you can enter into abundant life through Jesus Christ, a life that is full, a life that is overflowing. A life, I'm talking about the kind of forgiveness, when we forgive others, the next time we see them in a room, we don't have that pit in our stomach. It's not weird, but we say, I forgave them. I've been set free. It was a decision I made, but you know what? Months or days or years later, Jesus healed my heart. I now love that person. I'm now praying for that person. You don't have to reconciliate, but I need you to forgive them. Or maybe you're here today and you say, Jesus, man, there's no sin that is too great that you cannot forgive. I am not, I am, and somebody needs to hear this today. You are never too far gone. You are never too far away from Christ. The Bible says he'll never leave you nor forsake you. That means as, as far gone as you are, he's right next to you. He's like the friend that's like, we're really far, but I know how to get back. Because that God, God loves you. He loves you so much that not only does he forgive you, but he wants you to forgive yourself. That God wants you to not have 99% freedom, but 100% freedom. Because God wants you to know him so that you can find freedom. 
know what freedom means? Freedom means to bring back into his original intent. Freedom means to redeem before sin, before the mess-ups and the accidents and the oops, before the wounds showed up in our life. God says, I redeem you so that you can discover your purpose and you can make an eternal difference. So, man, if you're watching us today, I'll see you in the comments as well. Anissa, you're killing it. James, Selena, I love you guys that are in our comments on Facebook and YouTube. Maybe you're silently watching. Maybe you're blown up on the TV screen and, and the Holy Spirit speaking to you today. And you're saying, Pastor, I need to repent. Man, thank you, Pastor, for redeeming the word repentance. Right? Repent. But you're saying, Pastor, I need to change my mind. I need to change direction. I'm ready to take a step away from death and into life. If you're watching us today, may I be so honored to pray a prayer with you, a prayer of repentance, a prayer of accepting Jesus into our heart so that we could be saved, redeemed, and know who we are in Christ. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, I thank you. I thank you for every single person that's watching today. And Father, I pray today, don't let this be another online message. Don't let this be another church service. But Father, I pray, let this be a day that is going to be a catalyst in our Christian walk. The Father, I pray today we forgive those that hurt us, but also we receive your forgiveness. But I pray today we forgive ourselves. So let's just take a moment today and say, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. And if you're watching here today and you say, Pastor, I'm ready to pray a prayer. I'm ready to pray a prayer of, of, of repentance. And I want you to pray this prayer out loud with me. Our studios will pray with me as well and say, Dear Jesus, say thank you for dying on the cross. Say thank you for paying for what I did. So today I repent. I change my mind. I change direction. And I give you my heart. Say be Lord of my life. Say the best way I know how. I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I am. I'm free. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God. And everybody said, amen. Put in the comments real quick. Amen. Come on. And if you prayed that prayer, please text me, 702-727-8280. Right now, what we're going to do is we're going to jump into our after party. Then we're going to jump into Grow Track Step 2. And, man, I'm so glad that you're online. If you're, if you're after you're done with those things, go to avenuechurch.cc and RSVP because I want to hang out with you with a mask on October 25th at Avenue Church. Guys, I love you so much, and I love being your pastor.